Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh. If you are listening to this, you'll notice it sounds different. That's because I'm in my living room. If you're watching this, it looks different because I'm in my living room. I am not in my car today. Um, I wanted to try something new, something a little different. So here we are. Um, today, I'm going to talk to you about the algorithm of the mind uh, and actually how mine has been changing lately, what I've been doing to change it, how ironic what I've been doing to change it is, um, and how that actually you know uh, changes my experience. Uh, but before that, go to the infinitesparkofbeing.com where you can continue to support my efforts here uh, with uh, the purchasing of t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, t-shirts like this one, uh, don't sprinkle shit seeds on my dream field, which is something I thought of I was talking to my mother one time and something really great happened and she just kept hammering me with like the what ifs and, the, and I was like, look, like don't sprinkle shit seeds in my dream field. And I thought it was so funny. I made a t-shirt out of it. Um, but uh, there's also the books. The first one, Agreement. The second one, Ocean. Both available there. The third one on its way. I promise. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Um, I think that I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish with it. Right now, I'm tightening some things up and including some of the other two books in the new third book. Um, also, the, you'll notice there's a button on the website for Patreon slash donate. Um, there are three Patreon tiers. There's the $1 a month, which is a support subscription, and it's just, you guys are just nice, and I love it, and I appreciate it, and I can't tell you what it means. The second one is a kindness donation of $5 a month. I mean, let's face it, both are very kind. And the third one, which is really kind, which is $10 a month, but that gives you access to uh, the first Wednesday of every month. I do a Google Meet. Uh, today is the first one. We're going to be talking about um, our experience uh, through the mind, and um, that's $10 a month. Now, if you don't want to subscribe to $10 a month, for $20, you can just pop in uh, on any given month that I do it. But you could donate that money through um, PayPal or uh, Venmo. Both of those things are on my website. Um, please include your email address so I can email you the link to the Google Meet so that I'm not just, you know, getting your money for nothing. But um, yeah, $20 a month for casual, in and out, whatever. Uh, $10 a month you have access to. I think what we're going to be doing is recording the first hour and then uploading that as something you can download as a third tier Patreon member. The, the gatherings are two hours. The first hour is a teaching. The second hour is discussion, whatever you want to bring to the table. Pick my brain. I'll pick yours. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so algorithm, everyone listening to this or watching this understands what an algorithm is. It's 2023. Um, when people complain about their social media algorithm, you know, that it's negative or it's all politics, or it's all bad news. Well, that's because you continually interact with it. So it's kind of on you. Um, that why, like, if you think of it this way, right? Why would my Instagram show me things that I don't interact with? Even when you uh, create an ad in Instagram, it really only shows it to the people that are interested in the thing that you're doing. It's not going to just show random people my shit. 
right? It's not going to show someone who's into electrical engineering, a bunch of goofy spiritual stuff. That's not going to happen. It's going to show them things they're interested in. So your Instagram feed, your Facebook feed, your Twitter, all of it shows you things that you're interested in, things that you interact with. My feed is my feed. I don't know if you've ever looked through someone else's Instagram feed, but like, or looked over and seen what they're scrolling through. It's like, dude, what? Sometimes it looks strange. Like, is that even, wait, what's that article? What's that about? What's that? Because it only shows them things they interact with. Your mind is the same way. You experience the thoughts that you experience because those are the thoughts that you entertain. Those are the thoughts that you interact with. Those are the thoughts that you give the most attention to. And that's how the mind works. Remember, a thought is the result of a neural process. Neurons are not going to fire out of sequence or out of the pattern that they was firing. Um, so that being said, that's what the algorithm is. And your mind uses an algorithm. It, it's going to express the world to you um, in accordance with the information or perceptions, remember the way you regard, understand, and interpret, it's going to show you the world based on the perceptions that you spend the most time with. Um, and for me, I'm gonna tell you what's been changing lately. So I did that episode on my limiting beliefs and how my girlfriend was explaining to me what my limiting beliefs were. And it's been immensely helpful. And there's a few practices that she has that I've incorporated into my own life that have made massive changes. 27 years, I've been doing this spiritual thing, going up the mountain, as I like to say. And there's some dark, dirty corners, you know, in my mind. There's a darkness. There's a, you know, the thing, the creepy crawly stuff. Um, the, the real uh, gritty negativity, you know, that sometimes I disguise with humor or I sometimes disguise it as, you know, my, it's my own limiting beliefs reflected at somebody else, but it's, I'll disguise it with humor or I'll disguise it with self-righteous fucking bullshit where like what, you know, like where I'm, being self-righteous, right? That's why they call it the golden chain. It's the heaviest one. It's the last one to break. Um, if I can be mad and self-righteous, get the fuck out of the way, right? Um, so uh, a few things I've noticed how my algorithm is changing. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have time to get into what I've been doing. Uh, I think that's worth an episode on its own. Okay, I, wanna, I think I want to talk specifically just about the changes I've noticed. So I have... Now, my girlfriend is not a toxic positivity person. Let's get that clear. Um, I wouldn't be able to suffer through that. And toxic positivity, we've all experienced it. But, you know, pointing out some of my negative stuff that it's just like, like a fish doesn't know it's wet. Like I don't even think of it as negative. But so what I've noticed is this through doing some of these things is that thoughts, the, we'll just call them negative thoughts. I don't, yeah, of course we'll call that this what they are. I don't know. I was trying to think of another word to call my negativity. Um, but the old patterned negative 
thoughts come up, but they don't feel like they have juice. They don't feel like they have weight. In fact, they kind of feel like they're in the way. And there's something in my mind that kind of like pushes it to the side and goes towards something rooted in truth and love, right? That's what I've noticed. Um, it's like the, here, I've noticed uh, this expression people have given me when I've done trauma work with them. They say, it's like the memory doesn't have teeth anymore. That's what it is. I'm sitting here, I'm kind of realizing. It's that the negative thought patterns don't have teeth anymore. They can't bite onto me. They kind of just slip off. And the positive ones, the more relaxing positive thoughts seem to come to the surface faster. Um, or they're right there behind the night, like the negative one goes, like whoosh, there's the positive way to look at this. The more, and let's, let's take the word positive, let's call it more beneficial, because that positive, that's kind of like, ugh, right? But we'll just call it the more beneficial way of thinking because the negativity around certain things in my life, especially with my own self stuff, is not beneficial. It keeps me sick. And what I've noticed over the last four weeks of really diligently doing this thing, I realize how ridiculous it is when I'm saying it, but it has pulled the teeth from the negative thought patterns. Um, and I'll tell you one of the little things that I've been doing. And uh, some of you will find this completely hilarious. But when I, like, okay. When I go to the grocery store, I am ready to burn everyone to the ground. Um, I, get, I get into the 10 items or less aisle and someone in front of me will have 11 items and I can barely control myself. Uh, I've seen 15 items, which makes me think that there's some sort of a break in reality, uh, which I just, you know, I can't. <laughs> uh, right now, saying it seems so ludicrous, but in the moment, it's so real. Like, this motherfucker, 15, like, who the fuck do you think you are, right? Should I just order fucking food and live here in this fucking line? So it's a whole thing that I get into. And so I was expressing something about that one day and, and she goes, you know, when I start to do that, I usually start thinking of all the things I'm grateful for. And I'd already been doing some of these things. And, and so my old pattern of thought was like, oh, oh, a fucking gratitude list. Is that what you're fucking talking about? But that didn't feel like it had teeth and what she was saying made sense. And over time, what I'm not happy about in the moment comes up, but then it's quickly replaced by something that is more beneficial, which would be something I'm grateful for. And I've said it in this podcast a million times that I'm not a grateful person, or here we go, that in the past I haven't been a grateful person, but I've noticed I'm really grateful. And what's very interesting about this um, is that I'm doing this right now at a point in my life where, see, it's, even, it even sounds crazy to say that things aren't going well because they are. They're just difficult right now. That's all it is. It's not that 
that things are derailed or not. Because in one way, when I slipped off this track and was, or was, you know, that this got derailed, this new track makes more sense. You know, so that's like what I'm always talking about with grace is that it is grace. So thank God I had that pattern of behavior of going, okay, this isn't bad, but what the hell's going on here, right? Um, today I uploaded a reel talking about staying in love with all of it, which doesn't mean that you accept things that you don't want to or that you just sit in the things that, that aren't right for you or good for you, but it does mean that you are intensely curious about the difficulty. So I'm going through some difficult things right now. Um, I don't even want to call it difficult. It's not difficult. It's just stuff that's happening. See, I, I, as I'm saying, like when I say that, it doesn't even sound congruent with my reality. It's not difficult. It's just stuff. And it's not that I don't care about it. It's just like, I don't know. Like, what's going to benefit me right now? Right? And so even in the midst of that, doing this thing, which is a practice that I've done in the past with other stuff. And maybe I'll just, let's see, I'm at 13 minutes. Fuck it. Let's have a party. Um, let me finish this thought and then I'll just get to it. So, um, the old thoughts come up, but then they're quickly taken over by different thoughts. And there is a level of awareness that is there and it's able to step in and use metacognition to think about my thinking and notice that these are not beneficial thoughts. But at this point in my life, things are, um, I don't even want to say tricky. I don't know the word to use. On paper, it's not good. But spiritually, it's the best thing ever. And I'm still able to do this practice and it's actually the difficulty of this moment is fuel for the practice. The difficulty of this moment is fueling my practice right now and it's making the practice more impactful and it's making the practice more powerful and now we're back to grace again that the grace of the difficulty of this moment is pushing me to make the changes that are greatly benefiting me already. I can't believe how beneficial. So... Um, the practice, uh, what I've been doing lately. Now, mantra recitation has been a massive part of my life for 27 years. Um, and I n believe I've done uh, episodes on kind of the journaling exercise. I know it's in the book I read a lot about, about writing these mantras or what we could just call affirmations. We'll just call them affirmations. Uh, repeatedly in a book. So, let me explain something. Okay, so 1996, I leave the church. I uh, become or take interest in and start attending uh, things at a Hare Krishna temple and take an interest in the Vedas and the Puranas and all this stuff. And the main, uh, what Prabhupada, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada would say, if you start chanting the Maha Mantra for 30 days, your life will change. And my life did change. And then a decade later, I'm in a Buddhist Sangha and my teacher's a man named Lama Losang. 
And I said to him one day, why do we say this this many times and this this many times? And he goes, this is how long it takes you to remember. So the repetition is obviously how long, like you say it this many times, because it takes that long to remember it. And not just remember it, but to weave it into your psyche, to weave it into your consciousness so that it's now a way of viewing the world. Because what I noticed is by chanting Hare Krishna, the Maha Mantra, I was thinking of the world or, or thinking of Krishna a lot, thinking of God all the time. And then seeing the world uh, through that lens of Krishna. And then later on, asking Lama Losan, why did, you know, why do we say this many times? That's how long it takes you to remember. That's how long it took me to remember Krishna. That's how long it took me to remember God. This is very interesting because the word mantra means mind protection or mind tool. Okay. Mind tool. Mind protection. So by chanting uh, Hare Krishna, I protected my mind against anything that wasn't Krishna. Uh, and within Tibetan Buddhism, doing the Chinrese practice or the Medicine Buddha practice, you're protecting the Chinrese practice. Is a great example. Omane Padme Home is the mantra for Chinrese, and there's a whole practice involved. But by chanting this all the time and thinking of compassion, it's the practice of compassion. Lo and behold, you start experiencing more compassion for yourself, compassion for others, and the world changes. You start thinking of Krishna more. You look at the world and through the lens of Krishna and the world changes. Well, I had a lot of blind spots in my thinking, mainly my own limiting beliefs about myself. And so uh, my girlfriend, feels weird to say girlfriend at 47. It's my partner, I don't know. Uh, but she had written down these affirmations for me. And there were things that she saw as blind spots in my thinking when I would talk. And she was right. You know, sometimes we need the perspective of somebody else to go, this is, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day. And a long time ago, they would hear me say things like, what, what, don't listen to me. I'm just an idiot that dropped out of art school. And they were like, you know, when you would say that, it was kind of like, Strange, because no one saw you as an idiot. Everyone's in that room because you're not an idiot. They're in that room listening to you because you have something to offer. Um, and uh, so these affirmations, what I started doing, there's a lot of these books on the power of positive thinking. And one of them is very old, and it's called How It Works. And all of these things, whether it's How It Works, uh, Think and Grow Rich, anything by Neville Goddard, it's all basically mantra recitation. It's all basically this stuff that's thousands of years old. Well, um, she wrote all these affirmations down, and then I added some to it. And so three times a day, I say them out loud. First thing in the morning, middle of the day, and then at night. And I put asterisks next to the ones that kind of really, kind of really kind of feel and when I get to the, the other ones that I, there's some of them I, I feel as well. And I'll kind of take a breath, let it soak in and feel it for a minute and let it, let it go. And again, it's mantra recitation. But these specific ones were the blind spots that I couldn't see. I couldn't see those blind spots in my thinking, mainly about myself. And it goes back to, in Buddhism, 
the idea that until you have compassion for yourself, the compassion you have for other people is considered idiot compassion. Because it's not real. It's not, it's, it's, it's not, I mean, it feels real, right? But it's like, until I understand my own anger and sadness, I don't fully understand yours. I'm being sympathetic, but I'm not, you know. Um, and if you look up what the word compassion means, you start to see why that makes sense. So self-compassion would be a great place to start. Well, this, the blind spots of my thinking were preventing me from really helping other people at the end of the day. And if karma yoga is my path, well, then I need to really sharpen up, tighten up my own thinking about myself and what I think I'm capable of, which is interesting. Because the more I've uh, grown confident in these little, like, you know, blind spots in my own thinking about myself, it has allowed me to be there in, in more of a beneficial way for other people. So very interesting stuff. Um, so the things my mind interacts with the most, it presents to me more often. Because remember, our experience of the world is our mind. We only experience the mind. And if we only experience the mind, then that means if we work with the mind, we have a different experience of the world. And, you know, we've got those, uh, those blind spots. It's very important that you can find somebody to look at that knows you well enough, that is in tune with the things you're in tune with enough to hopefully show you your blind spots. I, and, and maybe you're somebody who can see yours. I, I couldn't see mine. I don't know. Um, anyway, if you want to support this, go to theinfinitesparkofbeing.com. T-shirts, uh, hoodies, tank tops, all that stuff. The books and Patreon, three tiers. $1 a month support, $5 a month uh, kindness. The $10 a month gives you access to the online first Wednesday of every month gathering. It is at 8 p.m. Eastern. First hour is a teaching. Second hour is um, questions, answers, hopefully. Nope, there we go. Questions and answers. I will have answers for you. Um, okay. Uh, if you have questions or comments, reach out, DM me, email me, whatever. I'm around. I love you guys. And bye.